The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Okay, you guys, let's talk dating. Dating is synonymous with match because match has brought some really important information to the table. So listen up. American singles have spoken. Being hot is out and being emotionally mature is in matches annual survey found that for the first time in more than a decade, emotional maturity ranks higher than physically attractive on singles priority lists. In fact, pre-pandemic, being attractive was number one, and now it's all the way down. And number eight, take that, hot people. Emotionally mature adults are the new sexy. And it's so true, you guys. Even People Magazine named Paul Rudd the sexiest man alive. I mean, the nicest, coolest, funniest, and most humble guy ever. Please, yes, everyone is catching on. Being good looking just isn't enough anymore. It's more like an added bonus. There's nothing hotter than dating someone that is just, you know, like you. Starts their day before 11 a.m. Fantasizes about getting eight hours of sleep. Loves open and honest communication. Thinks that running errands together counts as a date. Okay? Someone that has their shit together, you guys. And you guys should find that. You know what I mean? And we know that nowadays... Swiping on an app is just the way it's got to be. You know what I mean? So if you guys are ready for something more and you want to swipe on an app that actually has great people, download Match. Ready to date like an adult? If you know what you want and you're not afraid to say it, download Match. And now messaging your top matches is free. Hey, girl. Hey, welcome to Taste of Taylor, my weekly podcast. I'm your host, Taylor Strecker. You might know me from Sirius XM Radio. I mean, I was there for like 12 years after all. But then Howard Stern allegedly got jealous of me, so I had to leave. I was actually able to pull myself up by the bootstraps and start my own podcast, Taste of Taylor, which is now officially with Dear Media. I'm so excited to say that. Ha! So I promise you in this podcast, you're going to either learn about something, you're going to be inspired by someone that's like always coming from a perspective of like humor, then this is the place for you. I hope you enjoy this little snack. This is Amanda Hirsch from the Not Skinny But Not Fat podcast. You might know me from Not Skinny But Not Fat on Instagram, where I spend my time talking about reality TV, celebrities, everything happening, and pop culture. I also talk to some of our favorite celebs and reality TV stars. We talk about what's going on. Tune in every Tuesday and just feel like you're talking with your best friends in your living room. Hey guys, it's Lamanda coming at you back in NYC, back in gloomy NYC after, you know what, fuck that. LA wasn't full of sunshine, you guys. When I went, it was fucking raining every day. And you know what? Fuck everyone who was like, oh, LA is like, you know, nice all year and we don't get seasons and it's always sunny. But you know what? It is always sunny until I fucking get there and then I brought the motherfucking rain. But anyways, I wanted to share with you guys a little bit about my L.A. trip because I know that I was, you know, my stories probably went from like 150 a day to like mm, 75 a day, which like, sorry, but like your girl was busy. No, first of all, LaManda, it was Noah's first airplane ride, which I was so fucking 
nervous about. I'm I'm kind of a nervous flyer. I'm I'm not Travis Barker, but I get fucking nervous. Like my anxiety definitely the whole thing, like, I don't even get how people, how, like, celebs travel so much or how, you know, fucking, like, Rachel Kirkconnell from The Bachelor, you know, all I see is, like, traveling. Like, one day she's in this state and that state. And I'm, like, and I always think about these things. Like, these are things I think about. I'm, like, how? Aren't you tired? Aren't you jet-lagged? Aren't you over airports and plane food and masks and fucking bullshit and showing your ID and going through security? Like what? Are, are, are people like immune to that shit and only I fucking hate it? So it's not only the flight for me. It's the whole thing. It's like you have to pack, which is fucking miserable. You have to like get, drive yourself to the airport, take a cab, whatever the fuck, w- check in, suitcases, you know, be anxious about being overweight. Then, then, then fucking having to take out a pair of jeans from your thing because they're like, no, you're one pound over. Then going through security, taking out your ID, putting back your ID, putting your thing through the thing, forgetting to take your laptop out of your backpack, like all that fucking shit. No, I hate it. It's literally giving me fucking anxiety right now. It's bringing me back, you guys. It's bringing me back. I hate it. I don't know how people do it all the time. Like maybe if you're if you're in a private jet. I don't know. I hate it. I hate the whole thing about it. I hate waiting at the gate. I hate boarding the plane. I I hate it all. I fucking hate it all. And that's even before talking to you guys about like, I don't like flying. It makes me nervous. I'm claustrophobic. It scares me to close the 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 door in the bathroom because I just think of a situation where something happens where I'm in the bathroom and I get stuck, obviously, because, you know, when something happens, you, I don't know. This whole thing. Yeah, I'm crazy. Deal with it. And the thing is, I, I've flown since I was a little girl and I used to love it. I remember looking at planes in the sky and being like, when I wasn't traveling and being like, I wish I was on that plane. Like fucking used to love it. But you know what happens? Old age happens, you know, because ignorance is bliss when you're younger and you don't think of anything remotely bad that could happen. I think I like turbulence. I think I was like, this is fun. This is bumpy. Now every fucking hit of turbulence, I'm like, I'm going to die. And it fucking sucks. But traveling with my baby, actually, you know, for anyone who's uh, nervous about that, actually helped me in a way because like I need to be for Noah. So like I'm put aside. Doesn't matter if I'm afraid. Doesn't matter how I feel. I need to make my baby feel safe. I need to make my baby feel like everything's okay. And selfishly focusing on that actually takes your mind off yourself. So like it didn't help with like the fact that my body has a, a instant physical reaction. Like my body reacts physically. Like I tense up. I, I I feel like I'm on a roller coaster ride. Like it's all happening. I usually have to fucking shit and, you know, go on the plane and then it sucks to go on the plane because let me tell you, it's not a vibe, but that's what happens. Like my whole insides start turning up and around and, and I get very nervous and then I have to go to the bathroom. And so that still happened. That did not happen because I was with Noah, but the whole, you know, taking off, it's like, I just wanted to make sure he's okay, that he's not. But listen, this kid doesn't give a fuck as long as he's with his mama and on my fucking tit. He doesn't care where he is, which I, I, I love that he, you know, isn't afraid. Hopefully he, he won't be as fearful as I am about everything. But so the plane ride went well. I was very nervous, but actually the way to the airport, which I didn't even end up telling you guys on Instagram was crazy because we took a cab. What do people do? Do most people like in L- that live in LA, like drive and park the car at the airport? Like, I don't know how things work, but in New York, you get a cab, but with a baby, I fucking had to order a cab with a car seat. So ordered a cab with a car seat. 
I don't know what was up with Noah. Maybe he wasn't used to the the car seat. Maybe I let him watch like Coco Melon on my phone and maybe he was looking down. But all of a sudden, you guys, he projectile vomits a la exorcist all over this cab, right? The cab driver was surprisingly nice. He like tried to pull over on the shoulder of the highway. And I was like, no, no, no. Like also afraid and have watched many movies and heard of many tragedies where people fucking die that way. So he pulled it over in the gas station. I literally saw like, I literally in a situation of emergency, the look on husband's face was like, we're going out. Like, fuck this trip. I looked at husband. I was like, I'm going to clean Noah. You take care of like cleaning the car and the car seat and whatever. And he was like, okay. So then I literally step outside the cab with him, get him naked while like trying to keep him warm, change his clothes, like all this shit. And literally I was just like, you know, like I kind of expected something to happen. Like something's going to happen. We got it out of the way. Hopefully the flight will be fine. Anyway, so that's uh, what happened. Oh, mind you, Uber fucking charged me $150 uh, cleaning fee. If I knew that, I wouldn't have fucking cleaned. So that cab that was supposed to be $80 came out to be like $235 or something crazy. But you know what? You can't be mad at your kid for projectile vomiting on a cab at five o'clock in the morning after eating Chobani and watching Coco Melon and looking down and maybe he has car sickness like his mom does. After I had Noah, my hair was falling out by the clumps. At first I was like, no problem. I have a lot of hair. But like when I saw the amount of hair coming out of my hand, it was terrifying. And then you know what happens after hair falls out by the freaking clump? You get these little baby hairs because you know what happens after your pregnancy your body is still shifting and doing things that don't feel normal so one of those side effects is excessive shedding thankfully i found pros to help stop the shedding cycle and grow back my hairs i need to grow back these baby hairs as you guys know i've been using uh the pros customized shampoo and conditioner for such a long time they specialize in custom hair care So it's only fitting for them to make custom hair supplements that are personally tailored to address your specific cause of shedding. They take into account things like hormonal changes, stress level, diet, and more. And they get customized supplements guaranteed to help you grow thicker, longer, softer hair in record time. It's just two capsules daily. The first capsule strengthens and rebalances the scalp to reduce shedding. The second capsule helps to spark fuller, faster growth in the follicle. 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 Anyway, pro supplements are free from drugs, synthetic fillers, and hormones. All formulas are gluten-free, nut-free, vegan, and cruelty-free. Get your own custom hair supplements at Pro's and get 15% off. Go to pros.com slash not skinny. That's pros, P-R-O-S-E dot com slash not skinny to get a free in-depth hair consultation and 15% off custom hair supplements. That's pros, P-R-O-S-E dot com slash not skinny to get 15% off. Anyway, as most of you know, Lamanda, um, aka moi, I went to LA for a really amazing opportunity, which I kind of want to talk a little bit about. Not in a annoying way, which like a lot of people are recapping 2021 right now. And sometimes I get the urge to, but then I'm like, listen, 
yes, I can be happy for other people a hundred percent, but everyone being like 2021, the year with it, it's like, shut the fuck up. So I didn't want to be that person. But as you guys know, I, I, I went to LA because I got a really amazing opportunity to host the rundown. It's by E it's on Snapchat. It's hosted by Erin Lim. She's on maternity leave. I auditioned and I, I went through a process of like months of not finding out and thinking I obviously didn't get it and then getting it. And obviously super exciting and right up my fucking alley because it's literally celeb gossip and like snippets. And and if you guys don't remember, Snapchat is like the OG stories. Like all due respect, Instagram stole stories from Snapchat. So it's like a three to five minute show hosted by one person, by the host, and just goes through like celeb stories, like boom, 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 very quick, very fun, very light, like totally my fucking vibe. But still, I always go into shit of like, I'm not going to get it. Like, and if I get it, then it's a huge surprise and really fun. But for months when I was going through the process and then you don't hear and like whatever, I was like, my, everyone was asking me like, did you hear about, I'm like, no, probably didn't get it. Like, it's fine. I have a really good self-defense mechanism inside of me that works in a way that like, I'd literally forget about it. And like my sister would be like, Amanda, did did you hear? I'm like, oh, I wasn't thinking about it. Not because it's not my fucking dream. And like, I, I would die to get it. But because it's like protecting myself and saying, you know what, I'm I'm not. And if by any means of giant surprise of the world, I get it, then okay. So anyway, I ended up getting it. It was super exciting. And up we went. Obviously, a lot of people were like, oh, why aren't you going by yourself? I'm like, it's for a week. You think I'm leaving Noah for a week? I know a lot of people do. I wish... I wish I could in a way because I know that I could focus mainly on the, on that, but I can't leave him. I can't leave him. So we went the whole family. Husband came as nanny. And actually my first experience of, of Lamanda was uh, the day we landed, I went to an event. Aaron Foster uh, and Sarah Foster have a clothing line favorite daughter. Erin has been just an amazing friend to me. I actually met her on Instagram. It's just wild how, you know, Instagram friendships. I met some of the, like the best people I feel like on Instagram. And I know Instagram became such a huge place for like meeting people, whether it's like for dating or whatever, but she's just a really great person. So, so not me to, you know, go, go anywhere the day I fucking land. <laughs> no, I need like two days to recoup from the traveling experience. But for Aaron, I knew I had to go. So I went, I was like, oh my God, this was like kind of before um, Omicron or whatever really fucking took over. So I literally go to like the event. I wasn't even thinking about like, you know, the fact that if God forbid I fucking get COVID, my whole point of my trip because I would get tested every day for E would be fucked. And I went, I remember at first I walked in like, because it was indoors, the opening of their store, I walked in without a mask. And then I saw uh, one of Aaron's friends with a mask. And I'm like, oh, are, are we masking like in here? And she was like, well, I'm really like scared. And she was boosted and everything. But I was like, you know what, maybe I should mask. So I'm with a fucking sweater, with a fucking coat and a mask and I'm schwitzing. I'm dying. I'm uncomfortable. I'm sweating. Oh, I'm with leather pants. So I'm like feeling like fucking Ross. Okay. I'm like not comfortable. Also not comfortable. Like, what was I thinking? Like, I'm going by myself mingling like Aaron, who's like my friend, but she's like, the event is her. So what the fuck am I doing? Like, can't talk to her the whole time. So I'm like trying to talk to people. I get asked like super bougie LA questions of like, oh, where do you stay when you're here? And I'm like, 
does that mean like where I'm staying this time? Or does that mean like I have a place here? Like, what is that? And then like, oh, did your nanny travel with you? I'm like, I don't have a nanny and like definitely didn't travel with me. So I was feeling a moment of like, oh my God, LA is not for me. All these fucking bougie questions. I'm not bougie. But obviously then I learned that like, obviously it depends where you are and who you're hanging around. But that moment for me was very kind of outer body of like, first of all, I barely go to like any events and I do get invited at this point. And it's just like, if it's not something that's like of a friend or something that's like really interests me, I'm not just going to go to like show face or like take a photo. Like that's less of my style. I'm just bringing guys into like kind of how my, my mind works. Maybe that's not a smart thing to do, but that's how I roll. Anyway, I was like dying to like, I was so happy for Aaron and Sarah and they're so great, but I was kind of like, I I don't want to like socialize and whatever. And then I all of a sudden got scared. I was like, what the fuck if I get COVID right now? And the reason I came to LA, I like can't fucking do it. Mind you, a few days later, later, Aaron texts me and says, I I hate to, I, I feel terrible texting this, but I tested positive for COVID. My heart fucking dropped you guys like dropped. I was like, I'm fucked. That's it. Like the reason I came to LA, I'm not going to be able to do like, cause they test you every day. Like I'm, I'm going to come out positive, like whatever. Has was trying to stay really calm. He's like, listen, nothing like, so you get it. I'm like, no, you don't understand. My life is over. And he's like, no, you're just going to be exactly where you were before you got this opportunity. Anyway, thank God I didn't test positive. Erin's symptoms were fine. She ended up, you know, saying it on Instagram, like a few days or, or maybe when she was like almost past it. And then everyone was like, wait, weren't you there? And I feel like when I saw people in LA, they were like, weren't you at the event? Like all of a sudden there's like shame around it. You know, it's like, you look like you have fucking like the cooties, you know, it's like, oh, weren't you there? And thank God, like a lot of people who are vaccinated and especially with this strain, like their symptoms are much lighter, but, but mostly I was just scared. Like Usually I would be anxious like health wise, but I was like, no, I came to do a job. And if I, if this gets fucked, like Aaron, I know where you live. Like, that's how I felt. I wonder if people feel that, like if they feel like if they get it from someone, if they want to blame them. Uh, But yeah, I was very, I was anxious to see people. I had like a podcast to do and it was like inside and all this shit. All of a sudden I'm like, wow, all this fear is coming back, but mostly just because I really want to do what I came here to do, you know, whereas like, when we left New York, I swear we started to get a little chiller. We were dining indoors. We haven't dined indoors in a while. Like I was feeling a little chiller, but then fucking this shit. Fuck, I hate it. Okay, guys, don't you even lie to me. I know that one of your New Year's resolutions is I'm going to sign up for a gym. I'm going to start working out. I'm going to go to like class it. No, you won't. Okay, maybe some of you will, but let me tell you what's way easier and you can actually make this happen. You can sign up for Obey Fitness. You could sign up for Obey Fitness and you can freaking work out at home. They have 10 minute workouts. They have 20 class types to choose from and you could do it with no equipment and you could do it in any space. Pilates, strength, yoga, sculpt, all the things. Okay. Obey fitness, you guys check them out. I'm obsessed with their live and on-demand classes. They legit have one called Met Gala meme hit. Okay. Like exactly what you think it is. Exactly what you think it is. So if you want to make more moves this year and not have it feel like torture and not dread, you know, leaving your house in the winter or, 
you know, taking, you know, driving to, to get like, no, you don't need to drive anywhere. You don't need to go anywhere. You don't need any equipment. You don't need anything. You just need Obey Fitness. And you could jump right in with a free month of Obey. You just use code not skinny at Obey Fitness. That's Obey Fitness. It's obefitness.com. And you use code not skinny to get a free month you guys. So work out from home at any time with a variety of classes with variety of lengths of classes from 10 minutes. Like I said, uh, use code not skinny at obey fitness, obe fitness.com. Use code not skinny to get one month free. Anyway, uh, what I wanted to say about like, you know, getting this opportunity to, to host the, the, the rundown for a week and how was a, a dream come true to, you know, enter the fucking E buildings like for me when I say it's a dream come true, it's like, you, you know, when Billie Eilish is like, I, you know, knew I wanted to do this when I was born and like, you know, Phineas was producing out of the womb. So like, that's me. But like with E, like legit my whole life, that was my dream. My whole life, that's what I was told that I could do. But it's something that so many people think they want to do or think seems like a cool job or, you know, but it never seems attainable. Uh, those things. If you want to be like in the entertainment industry, all those things, being a singer, being an actor, being, you know, in entertainment, a host, whatever, all those things are like, oh, you just hear about this in fairy tales. Like, oh, Johnny Depp, you know, in Kentucky, like, oh, they found him at a mall or Demi Moore or whatever the fuck. All those stories are like, oh, we just like notice this really talented girl in a show or with me, it's not like that. So first of all, it's really important for me to tell you guys and not in a like my dream came true, like suck my dick way, but in a way of like, wow, I'm not that big of a spiritual person or a person who's like, you know, corny in those ways. But manifesting is real. Not in the way of like, let me say every day, like I want to be rich and then I'll wake up and my bank account will, will have like an extra, you know, two mil. I'm talking like having a goal, working towards it, almost blindly, almost delusionally, okay, whilst believing that it can happen and believing that you're, everything you're doing will end up accomplishing that goal for you. So I'm sure a lot of people that come across my Instagram now or my podcast or whatever are like, oh, like, and I get it, can be like, wait, how did she get this? Or I would do that too. I would see, you know, host any news and be like, I could do that job. Like, why does she have that job? Little do you know, she you know, studied journalism, fucking interned every summer at a different, you know, network, you know, worked in the, 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 the European office for three years before they were like, oh, so you never know what people have done to get to where they're, they are. And I'm saying this so that when, because, you know, competitiveness or looking at someone else and thinking they've accomplished something, you don't get how a lot of times it can make you bitter in a way. And you could be like, how did that happen? This person just happened. But if you know that that person worked really hard for it, then A, it could give you inspo because you could say, oh, if I work really hard and really believe in myself and believe that I can do something and give in my everything, it can happen. And also it can make you not bitter that this happened to another person because if you say, oh, they fucking died for it, then do you get what I'm saying? So I'm, I'm talking because I get it. I get I get it. And I'm so self-conscious that like, it's almost like, not that I feel bad that it, that it happened, but it's like, I know how many people have this dream and I almost feel like 
hashtag blessed about it. Like, why do I even deserve this? But I have to kind of remind myself every day, like, this has been my dream forever, you guys, forever, like legit, like since I was, you know, I've talked about, you know, my my older sister, Allison, went to study pre-med. And when I went to college, it was like, I went to study communications and we would get asked about it at like, you know, family dinners or, or with my mom's friends. And Allison would be like, Amanda, you know, is studying communications because she wants to like be in like public relations because she loves like celebrities and she's superficial. Like I swear this show was real. And somehow I don't remember even how she related the communications to like celebrities, but I was always wanting to be in that world. I minored in uh, theaters and I hung out with a lot of theater kids. In high school, I was in the theater program. I always wa- thought I wanted to be an actress. I did acting where Jamie Lynn Siegler from The Sopranos uh, went. And I did acting when I was really young. It was so horrible. We had to like perform scenes and then watch ourselves and critique those scenes. And this was my goth phase. So I had literally a nose ring, like a hoop. I had fucking black uh, hair, really thick eyeliner. It was very, very bad. And I was always sending fucking pictures of myself to agencies. And I, do you know how many out in my sent email, how many I have Amanda Hearst seeking representation? And I look back and I say, for what? What were you trying to be? What did you think agencies would represent you for? And today, now that I'm represented by UTA, I realize how crazy it is that I wanted to be represented before having anything because it doesn't work that way. No one's going to represent you before you're somebody. They're going to represent you once you've established something. You know what I mean? I feel like in the movies or what we see, it's like, oh, they'll see you on the street. They'll see that you're, you know, pretty or hot or look like a model or, you know, they saw your home videos on YouTube and it's like a Justin Bieber story with fucking Usher you know, and it doesn't always work that way. You got to fend for yourself. You have to be believe in yourself almost delusionally. So like your bitch was sending her fucking photos to agencies. Like I'm sure UTA has received like, I hope they don't, you know, connect this now because they'll fucking drop me. It's like, how many times have I sent my photo there in regular mail because they don't accept solicitations? And I mailed them it being like, Amanda, her secret represent as what? What were you? An actress? Like, what were you? So I've always wanted this. I've always, my mom used to call me like an octopus. My fingers were everywhere. My little tentacles, whatever. It's like, I was always like, I'd work my day job, hate it, fucking send headshots. You know, in Israel, I, 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 I got into an agency by saying that I studied acting in America. I mean, don't lie, right? But I did that. Then I tried to write a book. And I remember I signed up for IMDb Pro to get all like emails of book agents and then of regular agents. And I was just trying everything, literally trying everything. Like looking back at it now, like it's getting me a little emotional because it was delusional in a way. Because what are you? What are you doing? What do you have to show for yourself? But I would do anything to, to try. Things that couldn't, that weren't, listen, I wasn't a starving, you know, wannabe actress sleeping in my car, right? But I was like, you know what? If you want something, try in every way that you can. If I'm not the bitch that can sleep in her car, I'm the bitch that can send 300,000 emails. I'm the bitch. You know what I mean? So, and what I mean by manifesting, it's like it was always in different ways. It was like, okay, let me try this way. And I'm going to try this way. And then when Instagram became, you know, kind of uh, not only a personal vehicle, but people were using it for their brands and meme pages, 
And when I started Not Skinny But Not Fat, it was like, was I thinking that this would somehow fit into like what I've always wanted to do? No, I was literally working a recruiting job. I was anxious as fuck. And I thought memes were funny. And as a sidetrack, I was like, oh, like I can write funny memes. But what I mean by manifesting is like, if some part of your brain is always always really aware that there's something you want to do and you're always in some way working towards it and believing in yourself. And obviously there has to be some, obviously you have to be good at whatever it is you want to do, but it's just wild to me that it still is, even though I'm making sense and I'm saying, okay, I've always wanted this and I've always, you know, thought I could do it. And I've always believed in myself and I've always tried in different ways to get there. Never did I think that it would happen. And I still say to myself every day, if this rug is pulled from underneath me, I'll be okay. I have a college degree. I'll find a job. I've always found jobs. I've always worked. So I'm not scared of that. I'm not. And I, I, I keep myself very grounded in that way. And also grounded in the way of like, you know, I remember Addison Ray came on my podcast and what happened to Addison Ray was like overnight, seems like, right? But actually when she tells the story, it, it was like a year. It was like, she was a regular high school girl. She did tell me she always wanted to be famous. She always like, you know, but someone was like, oh, open a TikTok. She wanted to. Then she did. You guys should listen to that podcast if you haven't yet. And then she literally got to a million followers pretty quickly on TikTok, moved to LA and all this shit started happening. And I remember she came on my podcast. She came with her publicist. She came with, there was another man, maybe it was a manager and uh, security, security. And a black escalator was waiting downstairs. And I remember just looking at her thinking, wow, she seems like she's really gotten used to this really quickly. And I feel like with me, it's like, I'm not used to anything. You know what I mean? And I I don't want to make myself used to anything. Like, not that I'm Addison Ray fucking status at all. I'm just saying, I'm every day saying, who the fuck am I? Thank God for every little thing that I'm given and that I'm doing. And obviously, give credit where it's due. Thank yourself but also stay grounded. Know that tomorrow, you never know. Like from your regular job, you can get fired. You know what I mean? But, but I'm just, but I'm just really grateful, really proud of myself and really thankful to you guys for your support. It's, it's not always easy to like show support for other people. And the fact that I get so many people supporting me, it feels unreal. Like, to get your guys' support and and when I shared with you guys about the rundown. And again, this is like a gig on E. It's on Snapchat. Look how, how fucking happy I am. It's like you fucking, I won an Oscar. You know what I mean? That's like the vibes for me. So don't take anything for granted. Really happy, really proud of myself that 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 this happened. And I think it's just so wild that this specifically was my dream always. You know what I mean? It's not like, oh, your dream was to be on E, but you're on fucking like VH1. You know what I mean? It's like, no, my dream was E. And here I am like opening the door where it says E. You know what I mean? Like I had to take a minute in that moment and say, oh my fucking God, I can fucking believe it. But then just, you know, quick montage in your brain of like, no, everything you've been doing your whole life has led you to this moment. So I hope that guy that gives you guys some inspo because I know I know what it's like 
to work jobs you don't like. And I know what it's like to think that there's something else you should be doing. And I know what it's like to not know exactly what you want to do. I know all that shit. I'm 33 years old. And I just, in a way, just want to give a little bit of inspo to people in whatever career you want. That like, first of all, if you're in a job you're unhappy with, remember three things. One, most people are unhappy at their jobs. Two, you're not fucking married to your job. You could leave it. Three, you could find what you really love and what you're really good at at any age. So don't feel bad if you're 20, 27, 30, 35, 39. 42. I was just saying random ages, but I'm serious. It's like at any age, you can create what you want for yourself. But I do think there need to be elements of you got to be good at it. You got to be willing to work hard at it. You got to believe in yourself and, uh, and it can happen. As a parent, there is nothing we care about more than making sure our kid has all the support and opportunities that they need to learn and thrive. Even in the best schools, your kid isn't getting the one-on-one teaching they need to reach their full potential. In a classroom with dozens of kids, teachers don't have the time to customize their approach. And I'm talking like either, either way, if your kid is more advanced or if your kid needs a little bit more help, buy Jews can help. Okay, at Baiju's Future School, students receive a personalized attention and a world class learning experience completely online to supplement their in person school education. With small group and one on one learning, Baiju's Future School is committed to helping students become creators and shift from passive to active learning while building skills they'll use for the rest of their lives. So Baiju's Future School is a leading online learning platform revolutionizing education for millions of students worldwide. Students receive personalized attention with live access to a teacher in a one-on-one or one-to-four setting. So they'll have fun learning and exploring subjects with interactive activity-based curriculum that inspires a creativity and sparks a lifelong love of learning. Baiju's Future School also offers coding and music courses for grades 1 to 12 and math courses for grades 1 to 8. Keep an eye out for even more subjects launching before you even know it. So join the millions of parents accelerating their kids' learning today. Visit com slash podcast to enroll in your first four classes. A $99 value for just $9.99. Again, that's byjuice, B-Y-J-U-S dot com slash podcast. And you're going to get four classes for just $9.99. So that's B-Y-J-U-S dot com slash podcast. So it was kind of the first day that we shot the rundown, I think was the one of the best days of my life. Honestly, it just felt like the, the, the live manifestation of everything I wanted. It's like, here I am talking about the shit I love to talk about, being surrounded by professional people who love to talk about this shit. It's a, it was also the best group of people fucking ever. Like, you know who you are, but like, I don't think I'll ever work in a production where every single person on it was like a fucking vibe. So fun. Just so fun. I'm sure it's not like that everywhere, but the rundown there, the team. Wow obsessed. Love it. Obviously getting glam and getting like styled and all that shit. Not too shabby. Let me fucking tell you. But yeah, it was one of the best days of my life to shoot uh, the first episode of the rundown. I, uh, I felt in my element. That's also another thing. Like, how do you feel when you're doing what it is you wanted to do? 
And it just feels right to me. It's like, I get nervous about fucking everything. No nerves. No nerves. At fucking home, you guys. That's how I felt. Anyway, Lamanda. Lamanda <laughs> came about because I felt a little different in LA. But then I realized it was just that the weather is different. And even though it wasn't warm, it wasn't fucking freezing. So I could wear a trench coat. And honestly, if you put a trench with sweatpants and Uggs, it's just like you're Haley Bieber. If you're in New York and you got to wear like a puffer and it's like a Uniqlo ugly, dirty puffer, then you're not Haley Bieber. A trench with sunglasses, Haley Bieber. So I feel like Lamanda, like that was the only difference. And also, obviously, she was getting glammed every day. So no probs. Um, but anyway, I I think, oh, yeah, the the last episode is actually coming out no, the last episode of the rundown came out um, on, on yesterday. It was a holiday episode. And that was the last one. I did five episodes total. It's the best time of my life. And a lot of people were saying, you know, oh my God, you know, so much is going to come from this. Just you wait, just you see. And again, the way I am is kind of like, I'm appreciative of just this. And if something comes, amazing. Something doesn't. I love what I'm doing. Love every minute of 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 my Instagram and you guys and my podcasts. And whatever is meant to be will be. You know what I mean? Keep working. Keep doing what you love. Keep being consistent. Keep being dedicated. Shit can happen. You know what I mean? And you never fucking know. That's a thing. And you never fucking know. Stay hopeful. Stay positive. Oh my God. Who the fuck am I? This is Amanda. <laughs> 2022 motherfucker. Anyway, so that's it on Amanda. Love you guys so much. Especially love the 97% of you who... Um, on my poll voted that you didn't go out on New Year's. How fucking crazy is that, you guys? What does that say about my followers? What does that say about the world? That it's great or that it's like full of COVID and we're too old? Like what's happening? I think people just realize aside from, from COVID going on is like New Year's is the worst night to go out ever unless your friend is having a party at their house. Like you don't want to go out on New Year's. You can't get a cab. It's fucking wild outside. People are puking you know, it's not fun. And I think celebrities also really leaned into being at home because how many posts on your Instagram feed did you see of celebs being like in a row being like New Year's and like showing that they're chill? So fucking many, almost as many as we've seen celebs on Christmas with their families in matching pajamas. Enough with the fucking matching pajamas. I'm so fucking sick of the matching pajamas. I almost wanted to get matching pajamas just to take the photo, just to be funny but I didn't <laughs> because it's too much. It was too much. How did that become synonymous with Christmas? Also, I just want to say that everyone was talking about, oh, the Kardashian Christmas party, the Kardashian Christmas party. And in the back of my mind, you know how I'm a confirmation with a K kind of girl. I was like, how do we fucking know they're having this Christmas party? Would they really during this surge of COVID and all this shit? And then they didn't have the Christmas party, even though they did get as dressed up as if they were having a Christmas party. Kim, obviously, obviously in her Balenci, you know, head to toe fucking gloves, shit. Everyone, I mean, not everyone, but a lot of people are like, oh, is it because of her psoriasis? Like, do you think that's why? And I don't, I don't. I think that that's her look of the moment, which I'm fucking sick of. And I don't get how she isn't sick of it, of the same fucking outfit. But you know what? Her being in this like glove head to toe 
Courtney being fucking goth is giving Chloe a really big moment to shine because she looks fucking dazzling. You know who wasn't there? Kylie. Did she have her baby? There was uh, Travis Barker posted a story. Um, they were watching like the Grinch, I think. There was like uh, a shot of the TV and there was a baby bottle on the coffee table or whatever. Uh, a lot of people think it could be that Kylie had the baby. Could be that it's a fucking bottle of milk, Komotomo bottle for like the kittens that all the Kardashians randomly got. But I mean, listen, Kylie, it's weird because when she was pregnant with Stormy, she hid it. So we didn't see her. But like now she's pregnant. We know she's pregnant. So like, why is she in hiding? Does she not like herself pregnant? Is she still hiding because of like Astro World shit? But she's hiding because then on New Year's, Chris came on air with uh, Andy and Anderson. Andy Cohen and Anderson Cooper. And uh, they were doing a little interview. And it was funny because she they were just going to ask her about uh, Kim and Pete. And then Stormy like walked in and she's like, Stormy, perfect timing. So I'm like, was she hanging out at Kylie's? Was she watching Stormy because Kylie like had the baby? Even though, you know what, you guys, maybe let's not spiral because Kylie did put up a photo on Christmas with Christmas pajamas. And it was the same pajamas that Kendall was wearing. So they had like matching and she had a baby bump. So I think we're just spinning. And I think she's just like in hiding. Like maybe she forgot she told us and we know because like, why are you hiding? In other baby news, Olivia Munn and John Mulaney posted about their baby. It did come out in December, like mid-month, I think, that they had the baby about a month ago, which like, let's not even fucking talk about that timeline because it is sus because if they had the baby if the baby was announced in December and it said a month ago is in November and then that means she got pregnant around like February or March let's say March let's give them the benefit of the doubt John Mulaney was in rehab until February so on their first date did they make a fucking baby also looking back you know, him and Anna Marie only announced their split in May. Imagine announcing your split in May, but he had already made a baby with Olivia. Maybe Anna Marie didn't know. Even though he said in his interview with uh, Seth Meyers when he really wanted to show that fucking timeline, he was like, moved out of my house in October, went to rehab in December. Listen, it's so fucking wild. Whatever happened with Anna Marie it's still fucking wild that um that he fucking had a baby that quickly out of rehab that he got in a relationship that quickly after his marriage ended that quickly after rehab they don't really advise it his name is Malcolm very cute baby they've been posting him she's actually posted John Olivia even posted John in his uh Christmas um also PJs also they were being chuggy and the baby like they did a whole like little photo. The baby was like in a pot or something. So they are being cutesy. Meanwhile, Anna Marie, which like my heart breaks for her just because like, I know that she didn't want the marriage to end. Usually, you know, celeb uh, breakup and divorce announcements are like, we have decided. But this was like, if you guys remember, it was like, John has decided to end our marriage. Anyway, she posted a whole uh, Instagram post about 2021 about dealing with pain and surviving and and kind of a so long to 2021 uh just about change and it's uh it's kind of heartbreaking 
just because you can't imagine what she's going through. She really loved him. We don't actually don't know what happened there, obviously. Like, you never know what happened happens behind closed doors. We just know the timeline is fucking shady. Um, Casey Musgraves actually commented on it, rooting for you. And what's interesting about that is that Casey Musgraves uh, her ex-husband was hanging out with Olivia Munn right after they split, but before they were officially divorced. Yeah. Rustin Kelly. That's kind of weird. Like, is Casey being like, I get you, girl, Olivia's a devil, or is she just randomly commenting on her post? You know what I mean? Kind of weird. Kanye, Mr. First of all, Mr. Kind of Stalker. I mean, not really, because let's be honest. Here's the thing. We found out he bought a house right next to Kim's house, his, you know, old home now. But it's like, what do you guys think? It was like a random, like, he bought it. They had no idea. No, I'm sure it was like a collective decision. I'm sure it was in the works for a while. I'm sure it's going to be destroyed and like turned into a fucking like, you know, museum, just like her house. Like, this is not like surprise, bought the house. Like, you guys don't even think that for one minute. But it is kind of random because um, Pete Davidson obviously did the New Year's Eve uh, party with Miley in Miami, planned for a while. And then Connie fucking did a New Year's Eve uh, surprise thing in Miami. Isn't that so funny? Like, it wasn't planned, but all of a sudden he had um, a New Year's Eve thing in Miami. So I don't know. Is he competing with Pete? So funny. Coincidentally, the same spot that that Pete, the same city that Pete was uh, doing his New Year's Eve show. By the way, Pete shaved his blonde locks, got a fucking spray tan, looked fucking hot. Miley had like seven outfit changes. That bitch is hot. Kanye was also spotted on a date with actress Julia Fox in at Carbone in Miami. So like if he does one more plea uh, to get Kim back, but like is going on dates and living his life, I don't want to fucking hear it. They're over. They're so over. We need a new word for over. Julia Fox actually literally on Christmas was just slamming her deadbeat alcoholic baby daddy on Instagram uh, she literally posted a photo of him. She said, have you seen this deadbeat dad? He can be found at most strip clubs, the streets, etc. Please remind him that he has a child to take care of. Oh, and if you chill with him, knowing damn well, he's a deadbeat alcoholic drug addict dad. You are not my friend and I will call you out too. Happy holidays. This man left me with a five-month-old and a dog at home and all the bills. It's wrong. It's not fair. Anyway, so she is not coming without without baggage. Uh, she did a questionnaire on Instagram. Somebody, she was, oh, she was asking for best custody lawyers in New York City. Somebody wrote to her, stop trying to trap men that want nothing to do with with a family. RAP to your acting career. My son loves his dad. I've accepted that his dad refuses to, to be present. I've made peace with it, but I'm sure his shit gonna work the public. The man is out of, out in the streets every day. He's dangerous. Uh, she said in her post that she cares more about her son than her acting career. I don't know. This seems very convenient. This little date, like she has something to gain, maybe. How did they come together? Do you think Kanye saw this and was like, she sounds like a girl after my own heart. Like what is happening? What is happening? 
Anyway, did you guys see Kravis on the beach in full punk attire, full black, like black stockings, black boots? Like I can't deal with it anymore. Courtney, I fucking love you. I can't deal with it anymore. We need to like chill out on that. We need to fucking chill out on that. What did you guys think of and just like that. I know a lot of people are hating. A lot of people are saying it's not like Sex in the City used to be. And you know what? It's not, but it's okay. You know what? I know that I judge for a fucking living, but I just want to say that like, can we accept? Can we accept? Can we just take it? Say thank you, Jessica Parker. <laughs> Jessica Parker. <laughs> Sarah Jessica Parker. I missed you. I missed you, Cynthia. Hi, Steve. You're cute. RIP big. Like, why can't we just accept it? I know we're judging up the fucking wazoo, but I have to be honest with this. Like, yeah, there are moments I'm like, what the fuck? Yes. But I'm also like, I missed you. I'm happy to see you. This is a nice 45 minutes and, and, and I'm enjoying it. Even though, you know, we did hear that uh, talks of a season two were quickly shut down. They're kind of putting it on the fact that big, I mean, IRL Chris Noth was like accused of all this shit and he's actually, you know, a horrible person. But I'm like, why would that have to do with the second season? He died in the first fucking episode. Spoiler alert. Why would him, whatever he's going through, you know, in real life have to do with the second season? I feel like maybe the second season just is getting bad um, reviews. And that's why, even though it's getting bad reviews, but it's probably getting really high ratings. So like, who gives a shit? Speaking of reboots, if you guys uh, have watched Dexter, the Dexter reboot is amazing. Like I think it's, it really happens that it's as good as the show was. It's a really great um, uh, show to watch uh, with your partner. I feel like we really enjoyed binging it together. Me and husband. Uh, I'm trying to finish Sex Life of College Girls. Sex Lives of College Girls right now. I fucking love it. I love the cast. I think it's just amazing. Um, and obviously Emily in Paris, which is a hate watch because you hate Emily, but you got to watch the show. Um, anyway, you guys, that's it for me today. Uh, thank you for listening. I hope that you, uh, had a great Christmas, Hanukkah, um, and also happy new year. Hi, 2022. I'm so glad I don't write in notebooks anymore. So I don't have to, you know, make the mistake of writing 2021 for three months. And then how would you turn the one into a two? It'd be really hard. So thank God for that. Thank God I'm not in college anymore or in school. Anyway, guys, um, if you haven't yet, please rate and review the podcast. Show your love. Show your support. No, you, just, you show your support all the time. But show it in the form of, you know, rating and reviewing. And I'll see you next Tuesday. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of Not Skinny But Not Fat. Follow me on Instagram at Not Skinny But Not Fat. Subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss any episodes. Rate the podcast that you love so much on Apple Podcasts and write a little review. If you tell me you did, I'll give you a big virtual smoocheroo. Thank you guys so much for listening and I'll see you next Tuesday.